the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 66. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. It is time for another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, as he always is, on Saturday mornings, Larry Rosenthal. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris. And how are you today? Well, you know, I'm doing really well. It's the time of year where you do a lot of Christmas kind of things, and it's starting to feel a little bit like Christmas. But uh, we've been thinking about getting gifts, you know, for office parties and stuff like that. Um, I like duct tape, so in case you want to get me some duct tape, that would just be fine with me. I love duct tape. Duct tape's great. Duct tape? Duct tape, you know. I can probably do that. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. That I'm not sounds guy. great. Okay, that Good. sounds great. What do I'll you put, want? I'll put one item on my list and get back with you next week <laughs> since I'm going to definitely get you your 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 gift. Okay. I'll come up with a gift uh, for, for myself next week. Good. I'll be looking forward How to it. How does that say? Yep, I'm going to take a week to think about it. <laughs> okay. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Again, I'd like to, list, I'd like to welcome our new listeners on Family XM 131, Sirius XM 131 nationwide, as well as our longtime listeners in the, in the Washington, D.C. area on WAVA FM uh, 105.1 here in the D.C. area. You know, it's a live call-in talk show regarding money, your money, your financial planning, whatever's on your mind, estate planning, financial planning, the stock market, retirement planning, college funding, wills, trust, your 401Ks, your retirement plans, whatever it may be. Give us a ring this morning, 855-ROSE-123. I always start the show off each week with, you know, what just happened in the markets? What's going on here in the markets? First of all, let's just paint the picture on where we are. Last year, the S&P 500 in 2017, did 19%. And so far this year, to date through Friday, the S&P is down 1.52%. So it's basically flat for the year. Now, that doesn't sound great because we've had, you know, our peak back in September when the market was actually up 8 or 9% for this year. We've given that back. And why have we given that? Well, also, before I get into that, the Dow is down 1.3%, and the NASDAQ is actually up 0.95% for the year. So why have we given it down? Why has the market's gone up and down? We've been talking about this now for the last handful of shows, and, and, and basically the, the, the market on Friday – 
had a reversal and was very strong. It was up over 100 points. And then all of a sudden, Peter Navarro said, you know, look, if we don't get some sort of a deal with China within the next 90 days, we could walk away. And that just spooked the markets big time uh, throughout uh, yesterday. And that that started a sell-off there of of worries. And now there's there's technical issues in the market and everybody's talking. It's it's funny. I was just, I mean, it's not funny, but it's it's concerning a little bit. I was listening to all different uh, people talk, and you know, and I've been on these shows for years, Chris. You know, up in the mm-hmm. TV, you know, on CNBC and Fox Business and things, and talking, and, and I'm listening to them all talk, and everybody's got their own opinion, and everybody's shooting arrows all different ways on what's happening in the markets, where things are. You know, you, you have to go back and look at the fundamentals here. We've we've had eight corrections now since 2009 of 10 percent or more sitting on top of an expanding, growing, robust economy. So what does this mean? Does this mean that the market's going to cross and go down? Is it going to continue to slide down You know, it, into a recession? People are talking about recessions. You take a look at ISM manufacturing numbers. You take a look at the strength of the, com- of the consumer, which makes up two-thirds percent of GDP in the country. You take a look at the, the, uh, the, just the jobs numbers that are coming out, wages rising, that doesn't bode for a recession. There will be a recession at some point down the road. But is it going to be in March of 2019? Is it going to be in 2019? Now, I'd like to make plans, so just tell me when it's going to happen. Yeah, I'll let you know, Chris. So, so now, when you take a look at what's around the corner, down the street and around the corner in 2019, yes, we are going to have a slowing U.S. economy a little bit. But that does not mean it's going to be a recession. But a slowing economy still means it's growing which still has opportunity in the market stock and bond markets to make to make returns. So what I mean by that is you take a look at the dollar strengthening. The dollar has been strengthening, which by definition hurts our exports because it's it's harder now for foreign currency, for people dealing in foreign currency to buy our goods and services. Take a look at tech. You know, they would love for the dollar to be to be shorter because there's more consumers around the globe than there are in the U.S. So when you when you break that down a little bit and remember, the dollar goes up and down. So now we might see the dollar softening a little bit as the Fed that's, that's, has has changed its tone from being very hawkish, very, you know, hey, we're going to raise rates. That's what I mean by hawkish to, Yeah, we're going to raise rates, but. Future rate hikes are probably going to become more data dependent, and 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 they're starting to debate now as to should we even raise in December. We're, we're starting to hear that that talk on on their meeting on December eighteenth and nineteenth. I still think they're going to raise, but I think going forward, the language around that that rate hike is going to be paramount to to giving us an insight as to what they may be seeing down the road. So, with all this poured into a great big bucket. Start around like a big old soup thing here at the holidays. What does it actually look like in the in the economy? And that's <clears throat> that's where, where we're talking. You know, the the uh, conference board just came out with with uh, uh, one of the senior economists just this morning early published some information saying that the U.S. economy is probably not going to slip into a recession in 2019. There will be one way somewhere down the road, but most likely not in 2019. They're talking about a 2% GDP growth through next year, starting higher but slowing towards the end of 19. So with all that being said, 
you know, th this is just market volatility, and the market's trying to find direction. It's trying to find leadership. You've got several different issues that, that, that are the backdrop right now. You've got lower corporate earnings being forecasted into 2019, and that is mainly because of the strengthening dollar. That's mainly because of a, of a global slowdown that has to deal a lot with trade. And then we have Brexit concerns coming up uh, next next week as well. On top of that, you've got the inflation debate about what the Fed is going to do with rates. So all that stuff makes it a little cloudy for Wall Street to figure out which direction it's going to go. And, and just remember right here, this is the time. These are the times right now in financial planning and properly investing your dollars that you need to stay within the guardrails and not make emotional decisions. Let's, it's too early to say, hey, the market's going to rebound and cruise right out of this thing like it's a sunny day or that the market's going to implode and crash. It's too early to tell. This is the market's at an inflection point. We're trying to find which, which way the markets are going to actually be leading. So now it's important to really dive down into your investments. Take a look at what's inside your government TSP retirement plan, your 401k plan at work, your, your 403b plan, your regular investment accounts. How is your Roth IRA position today? How about your regular investment account or your, or your, or your traditional IRA? Are your college funding dollars in, in the right position based off the length of time till the student needs to go back or needs to go to school? These are important questions right now when you start to see this type of market fluctuation. Hey, if you have any questions on this, feel free to give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You are listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal, and we'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose Eyes made out of coal You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. When they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. If you'd like to dial in, here's your phone number to call right now. If you'd like to talk to Larry Rosenthal, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. You can call with any questions that you have on your mind this morning, this Saturday morning. Here on the East Coast, it's a bit brisk, a little bit chilly this morning. <laughs> I got up this morning, saw a little frost on the windshield, so I'm just like, yeah, it's getting to be Christmas, Larry, kind of. You know, it's kind of getting It's there. almost Christmas. 
Yeah, just around the corner. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun, 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 definitely. Hey, you know, we, we were just talking about looking at the strength, the integrity of your investments, your portfolios. Where are things invested? How how are things invested properly for you and your and your goals and objectives? You know, we always have to come back and ask the question, what's important to you about money? What is important to you about why you're investing? What is the objective? Theoretically, in, in, in each one of your <clears throat> investment accounts, whether it's your brokerage account or your IRA or your retirement plan or whatever it may be, you should be able to identify the purpose of each one of those investments. What's it there for? And ask the question also, what, is, what, what, what has to take place in the markets or the economy, rather, for that investment line, that ticker symbol, to perform well or not perform so well and understand how those things work in relation to your overall investments and objectives. You know, we, 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 the, the Bible is so rich in, in dealing with money and money matters. There, there's no doubt about it. And when you, we take a look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 2, it says, Give portions to seven, yes to eight. For you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. That's talking about diversification, in my, in my opinion, inside your investments, right? Sure, you know, makes sense. Make to sure me. things are spread around into different places, and and when you when when you understand the the definition uh, again, we we've got man's economy versus God's economy. And when you when you take a look over on man's economy side, we have lots of different asset classes to invest our dollars in. And when you simply add a new asset class, just by adding an asset class, by definition, you are actually reducing your risk. Simply put, let's pretend, you know, so many times people will come into our to our firm in one of our offices and, and they'll sit down and say, you know, Larry, t- take a look at our, our investments. Sure, happy to. And, and they've got money in different accounts and they've got all these different mutual funds and ETFs and things. And behind the scenes... A lot of it's invested in the same place, you know, and we sort of call that diversification. Yeah, you're diversified. You have different ticker symbols, but behind the scenes, a lot of stuff's invested in the same thing. You know, Chris, it's kind of like eating carbs, right? You know, you can eat this, that, and the other, but at the end of the day, they're all full of carbs, right? That's right. Which aren't that bad, but, you know, in portion, right? And that's what my point is, is is understanding, especially today, where your money's invested. You can have large cap, small cap, all different types of scenarios, and by having different uh, investment lines or, <clears throat> excuse me, or asset classes, you're, you're reducing your, your overall risk. And, you know, you, you, you come down and you take a look at, at some of the different sectors we can talk about here when it comes to investing and investing strategies. You know, sectors. Let's talk about the different sectors. <clears throat> Global diversification sector. What does that mean? There, there are so many different ETFs and so many different mutual funds out there that have all these fancy names. And, and where does it go to? And you look at emerging market debt and you look at, you know, developed market debt. What, what are these things? Where are they? You, you, you know, most people recognize the name the S&P 500. So you have money in, in the S&P 500. What about money in small company stocks? What about money in international bonds? 
all these different sectors or asset classes you should consider and then address the question, hey, what's going on in the economy, the world economy, and then how is all that going to play out inside of our investments? Now is a great time. It's the end of the year. It's a great time to take a look at your investment strategies and what's inside your portfolio. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 if you have questions on how to go about identifying what's inside your portfolios. What are those things at the end of the year that we should be thinking of besides just what you talked about? I mean, there's lots of consideration for taxes, right? There's some things you want to get in before the end of the year, right? Absolutely. You can do tax harvest, you know, selling, all different types of stuff, Chris. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking here in a few minutes about, you know, a life-changing event that you need to really start thinking about here with beneficiary forms. The the courts have changed their mind on some things. We'll, we'll be talking about that in a little bit. But there are a whole bunch of different, you know, end of the year, quote unquote, end of the year planning and the next year strategies. We'll be talking a lot about that next week on, on the show. I want to just sort of bounce back here real quick and take a look at different sectors that we should be talking about or, or considering. You know, what about basic materials inside your, your portfolios? You know, do you have basic materials? These are companies that manufacture chemicals, building materials, paper products. You know, they 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 also in, engage in commodities exploration and, and processing of that stuff as well. So, do you have basic materials? What are what's the underlying tone of a basic material sector? Does your mutual fund cover? basic materials in there how about consumer cyclical these are these are sectors that that are like auto parts auto manufacturing companies you know with with the stuff that's going on in in trade and tariffs is it a good time to be there or is it a good time to to not be there you know retail stores mcdonald's ford motor those types of companies are considered consumer cyclical how about financial services Financial services, by definition, as interest rates rise, banks should be doing well, you would think, because they, they, they tend to make money on the difference in, in, in rates when they, bar, when, they, when they give you interest at the bank or they lend long term, right? So these are like banks, savings and loans, credit unions, investment brokerage firms, insurance companies, and financial services. Uh, another sector, you know, I'm just pulling these off the top of my head here, real estate. Do you have money in real estate? What type of real estate investments do you have? There's a few different ways that you can buy real estate. You can buy a, a publicly traded REIT, a private REIT, or just real property yourself. That's you the know? scary part, though, when you start getting into real property. At least with REITs, it's easier to trade. You don't have all those other closing things that you got to do with, with regards to real property. Well, that's correct, Chris, but when you when you boil down, when you take a look at the different types of REITs, and by the way, a REIT, R-E-I-T, Real Estate Investment Trust, <clears throat> and there's, there's two basic types of REITs. One is a private REIT, and the other one is a publicly traded REIT. The way it works on a private REIT is, is you would go ahead and invest. They give you shares, and usually the shares stay flat. They usually stay at $10 a share. So as the company's going out to, to raise capital, to put money into this, they're paying a dividend, maybe 6 7% or so. And your share per price, your price per share stays the same for quite some time, maybe a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, they've reached their, their goal. They've raised enough money throughout, throughout the country that they want to go ahead and, and say that we've got all these properties. We've raised all this money. Now we want to go ahead and launch it, if you will. We want to go ahead and, and make an initial public offering on it. 
So they take it to Wall Street. They package it up. They take it out there, and boom, it hits the streets. Now, for the last couple of years in this private REIT, your share price has been $10 a share. But once it hits the evaluation stage at Wall Street, it may go to you know $9 a share, or it may go to $13 a share, depending on the underlying properties that are inside of that private REIT. Then all of a sudden, it, it becomes public. It goes out, and now it's at such and such a value. So your your price per share could go up or down. So one of the one of the thrill seekers, I guess you could say, is that you know your your, your price per share is steady for a couple of years while you're into it before it goes public. You're getting your consistent dividend, and then once it goes public, you're holding your breath and going, "How's this thing going to pop? Is it going to be up or down?" Versus a publicly traded REIT. It's liquid. You see the the price every day, and it's still paying a very nice dividend as well. You know, a lot of these REITs today are paying you know eight, nine, some of them twelve percent. Just depends on 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 what type of sector you're in. But they all have pros and cons to them, Chris. Then you take a look at the third type of real estate investment here, and that basically is is uh, you know real property. You can rent a condo. You can buy a condo, a single family home, and rent it out. And there's all types of pros and cons and advantages, I should say, and disadvantages with with all types of those those in the in those types of real estate sectors. So my point being is, you know, what sectors are you invested in inside your investments? Do you know? Is it's very important? You know, you got communication services as well. You know, telecom, AT and T. You know, things like that. Company that navigate the internet, software services. How about the energy sector? You know. Oil, gas, BP, Royal Shell, Exxon Mobil, these types of companies also. So all different types of sectors out there that we have to choose from. Then you can find different types of stocks or ETFs or mutual funds that invest in these different sectors. So so my point is that what's happening in the economy versus how does that how does that play out to the sectors that your money's invested in through mutual funds or ETFs or individual stocks? That's the question that we need to ask. There's all types of software out there online that you can go to. You can go to my website and, and check it out and, and look under the educational tab. Go to LarryRosenthal.com and look under the educational tab. You'll see some information there. We also have industrials and technology. And sectors go on and on and on. Consumer defensive sectors, healthcare sectors. Is there such a thing as getting spread too thin if you're buying into too many things? You know, Chris, that that is a great debate. When when I see people come in and they might have two hundred stocks, two hundred individual stocks in their portfolio, a lot of times those stocks are pushing and pulling against each other. And yes, you can be spread too thin from that standpoint. You know, I was explaining to a to a financial advisor this past week. He called me up and said, you know, he's just pulling his hair out. What do we do? What's happening? Blah blah blah. And I was explaining to him. I said, listen. You know, we we need to to if if you're convicted that this is going to happen in in the market or or in the economy, then you need to act upon it. You know, I think it's too early to tell. You know, just a couple of comments move the market up and down 500 points in a day. The stroke of a pen can change a whole lot of things, and that's what all this is subject to. All sitting on top of a very solid, strong economy right now. So yeah, so you you know you. you you got to make sure you can't be in. I guess you can be in every sector, but there's always different sectors that are doing well 
in any market, and there's sectors that are not doing well in any market. And that's the trick, is to is to where things are as far as all And how you sleep at night, right? Pulling your hair out versus not. <laughs> it's just, yeah. You know, how you sleep at night is, you know, we, we call that in our office, we, we laugh about it, but we call it the sleep test. Okay. You know, if, you, if you're laying in bed and you're thinking, you know, man, my, my investments are just up and down and all around, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not confident with it. You're not passing your sleep test. So the first question is, is, do you understand the risk that's involved in your investments? And and either yes or no. Do you understand the the you know if you don't have enough risk because you got too much money sitting in banks, you're not going to make any money. Then you're you're going to lose the purchasing power over time. On the other side of that equation, if you if your stocks are going up and down and all around, and your mutual funds and bonds are and, and ETFs are flying all around the place. Maybe you have too much risk. So, so there's a way that you can you can address the risk, and, and you can take a look at two measurements. One is called the standard deviation of your portfolio, and the other one's called the beta of your portfolio. And again, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the education tab, and it'll explain this stuff to you. You know, but you can go to Morningstar.com, Zephyr, a lot of different places. And you can type in your ticker symbols and the amount of money you have in those different ticker symbols, and it'll give you a report that gives you what your risk level is. I have people all the time that are saying, "Hey, check our risk level, check our risk level," and 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 we do. You know, new new prospective clients, they'll, they'll send their statements in and say, "Hey, Larry, can you check our risk level? Are we where we need to be based off of what our time frame is, our investment objectives?" You know, when you when you boil down taking a look at at moving down the road in financial planning when you're when you're when you know you're in your 30s and your 40s and you're trying to save 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 you're you're forming your family you're spending money you got mortgages car payments you know the kids are growing out of their clothes every summer you're getting new clothes new shoes all that kind of stuff you know and and it's wonderful time and then you get into your later 40s and your 50s and now you're cramming away as much money as you possibly can for retirement and college funding and and then you're you you get through that pipeline and then you're sitting there and you're going all right, now we're going to retire, <laughs> and right, and that's pretty much what the deal is. And oh, by the way, we're going to retire for thirty years, yeah. which is a great, great scenario. Okay, well, it's great if you're ready for it. Yeah. And how do you get ready? You got to ask the question: What is our mandatory spending need, and what is our lifestyle lifestyle spending need? And that's how you have to back into a a really very well structured financial plan. You know, so suppose you say, "Hey, you know what? My my mandatory spending is three grand a month, three thousand a month of after-tax spendable income. I need to spend, but I also need another twenty-five hundred dollars a month for lifestyle. I want to go to the movies. I want to go on vacation. I want to do this, that, and the other. Right? Oh, and by the way, I want to eat a little bit too. Yeah, you know, so 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 now you're 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 at okay, fifty-five hundred dollars a month of after-tax spendable income." Do I have enough money coming in? How much are my Social Securities going to be? Do I have a pension? Where are my investments? Is that formula going to make it work? Again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Again, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the video right there on the homepage, and that will show you 
what a financial plan looks like, how the design needs to work, and how it's structured and everything like that. And and, and ask yourself, hey, am, am I on the road of doing this type of a financial plan? I see we've got to take a quick break here. Hey, let's keep the phone lines open. Give us a ring this morning, December 8th weekend. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. You are listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. To rock the night away. Jingle bell. Here's a quick tip for you. Remember, it's time in the market, not necessarily timing. Stay away from lots of buy-sell transactions. Find quality, buy it and hold it until the quality goes away or your investment objectives change. It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. If you'd like more information on proper investing, then go visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com or simply give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. Here is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Youth for Tomorrow. You know, we started a girls program in 2003. And you think you've seen it all and you've heard it all until our children walk on campus. And they will steal your heart in a moment. They'll steal your heart because they come with nothing but hope. That's all they come with. The FBI calls and says, you know, we, we arrested a sex trafficker last night, but we still have the sex traffic victim. We know you're the only facility in Virginia that'll take a girl like this. Do you have room for one more? And we say yes. If you would like to help, go to youthfortomorrow.org. A place like Youth for Tomorrow is an oasis in the difficult world that we live in today for these kids. Joe Gibbs founded Youth for Tomorrow because he wanted to give back. If that's how you feel and you would like to help, go to youthfortomorrow.org. That's youthfortomorrow.org. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, getting close to Christmas. And, of course, the reason for the season is Christ. Isn't that true, Larry? There's no doubt about it. Reason for every day, right? Yeah, actually, that's true when you think about it. And it's just kind of, I guess people's hearts are just a little softer this time of year. It just seems like it's just, you know, the when Christ's birth is you know, in people's minds, it just kind of softens them up, makes them feel a little bit nicer towards their neighbors. Well, maybe we should focus on the Lord more and be that way all the time. Amen. I'm with you. <laughs> Yep. Hey, let's welcome Nelson on the line from Woodbridge. Good morning, Nelson. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Larry, I have a question regarding, um, I guess, what would be my next step into 
saving for retirement. My wife and I, um, we have worked very hard to get to this point. We have our houses paid off already. We have around six to eight months of emergency saved up. We also have um, topped off on our uh, 401k, uh, which is $18,500 this year. Um, I don't know what's going to be next year, but we should be able to cover that as well. We also have topped off on our uh, Roth IRAs. We both have Roth IRAs. Uh, that's $5,500 uh, $5, a year. Um, we have a timeshare that is already paid off as well. Uh, all of our bills are paid off with the exception of one car, which we have 0% uh, interest, and we, we owe still about $15,000 on that. Um, but right now I'm thinking, I don't know exactly what is my next step into continuing investing into our retirement. Um, so I'm calling to find out what are your thoughts regarding which way should I go? Well, Nelson, it sounds like to me, y'all have done a very wonderful job as far as saving towards your retirement, which is great. Congratulations. You know, praise the Lord. I think it sounds like you've done a great job. I would say a couple of things. One is when do you want to retire and what do you want your lifestyle to be like? Okay. Um, I don't know how much is in your savings and investments. It sounds like you've been saving for quite some time, which is, which is very, very good. So the, the first thing is, how much are your investments going to give you as far as your income goes to maintain your lifestyle during retirement? Secondly, let's also make sure that your legacy planning is set up, too. Do you need to do some estate planning? Uh, have you checked your beneficiaries? What about a will, a trust? Do you have an adequate amount of life insurance still? Do you have a pension? Does your spouse have a pension? What happens if one of you pass? Are there survivor benefit choices that you're going to take or maybe have life insurance as a substitute for that? Do you want to try and look to, to give some charitable money to your church or to a charity organization or a school or something like that? How much money do you want to pass on to your heirs, your grandchildren? Do you have, you know, you may have had life insurance while you've been saving, and now you might look at it and go, I don't necessarily need this anymore. Well, maybe you do, but you just change the beneficiaries around or change the purpose of it uh, to, to pass on tax-free dollars to your heirs for college, for grandkids, or, or whatever it may be. So <clears throat> there's still a lot of questions that that in order for me to answer your question of, is there anything else you need to do, I sort of need to go down this list of questions. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It does make sense. Yeah, because it's not all just about the dollars. You know, yes, the dollars do play a role, and they play an important role. But now we're at the point, it sounds like, Nelson, where you and your family are able to sit back and go, okay, what do we want this retirement life to look like? Do we want to make sure that we, we are located near our grandkids, you know, at, at some point, and, and just on and on and on? A lot of this stuff comes in our financial planning toolkit. I'd be happy to send it out to you, and it's got all kinds of, well, I would just say thought-provoking questions that you can in, in, take a look at, you and your spouse, and sit down and talk about, you know, what do we really want to do now? What's the second half of this thing going to look like? Do I want to spend, you know, so I've, I've got my, 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 you know, quote unquote, my, my nut covered, the home's paid for what you're saying. I've got adequate savings. Do you want to keep on working? What's the purpose of work for you? Do you want to pull back and maybe do some volunteer work? You know, these types of questions is really what I would say is the next stage in, 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 in formulating a plan for you and your spouse. 
Yeah, totally. I totally get your point. Um, I I still do want to continue to work because I'm only, uh, you know, we're only in our late 40s right now. So we still have some time to, you know, to get to still be out out in the work market still. Um, sure. But I, I understand your 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 point. We still need to sit down and find out um, some of the things cover some of those points as well. Um, we do have the beneficiaries and things of that nature covered, but now we need to find out what is our lifestyle is going to be when we do retire. I do want to retire at around 60 or so, um, but that's something that we definitely need to kind of sit down and think about. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, Nelson, I'll, I'll put you on hold and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit and we'll have someone give you a follow-up call and that's going to help you sort of build out a financial plan. Oh, that would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. You have a great weekend. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and you can click on the video on the front page right there, and it'll show you what a financial plan really needs to look like, which is what Nelson's talking about here. Again, visit LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the educational section as well, and tons and tons of product, uh, of subject matter out there. Uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about... Um, uh, one subject, you know, each week we, we put up a subject on, on the website that we're going to talk about on our on our radio show here. And, you know, this one is sort of centered around tax rules when you're selling your home. And it's funny because these rules changed in 2010, but a lot of people still think they're working off the old rules, which I guess, you know, I understand that. Uh, so, uh, again, you go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the radio show tab, and this will be right there. You can download it. It's free. There's no charge at all. But but when you're going to sell your home, what are the rules on it? What are the taxes involved in it? And I've got them all lined out there for you on, on, on our website underneath the radio tab there at LarryRosenthal.com. And, but basically, if you're married and you file your taxes jointly and you own a home jointly, and let's suppose you bought that home for, for maybe three, $300,000 and you're, and you're selling it for maybe $600,000 now. What are the tax impacts on that $300,000 gain? And the answer is zero. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because if you're married filing jointly and you've lived in your home two of the last five years, then you can profit up to $500,000 and not pay any tax on it. If you're single and you've lived in your home two of the last five years, you can profit up to $250,000 and there's no tax on it. So a lot of people aren't aware of that. This is primary residence, so not not investment Primary residence, not investment property, right. If you've lived in the home two of the last five years. So actually what some people have done is they've, they've lived in one home. They've moved to another. They've moved to their rental home for two years. They've waited a couple of years, sold their primary home, then they'll sell their other rental home too. So there's there's a couple of different ways around this, and there are some exceptions to the rule as well. But that's some big profit margins if if the real estate market holds up. Well, it is huge, and and you know when whenever you're moving assets around from one place to another, buying or selling them or transferring them or whatever it may be, Uncle Sam gets involved. But Uncle Sam also teaches us a way to minimize the exposure on that as well. So again, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and you can click on the radio tab button, and all this information is there. There's there's a download link that you can download all the different stuff on it as well for you. You know, there's some exceptions to the rule and nitty gritty. There's always exceptions whenever you're dealing with 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 taxes, uh, but but it's important to understand this. And it comes into into you know family planning, you know multi generational planning as well, 
when you're looking at passing assets on to to heirs and things like that we you know chris we were, we were talking a little bit about uh retirement planning and and things like that and 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 um nelson the the caller that was on the show was was talking about you know hey we still want to work but it looks like our financial house is is in order but so what came to mind here is some questions that we want to address that are sort of non non money type questions uh, but but they do deal with money a little bit. I guess I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right now. But you know, one of the, one of the questions about retirement planning that that people often get concerned about is you know getting out of the game. When you retire, you're going to get out of the game mm. in most cases. Now, some people will continue to work part time or do c- consulting or things like that. But you know, what are, what are you going to do with your free time? These these are topics here that I often talk to clients about, that push and pull that, 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 that retirement date further down the road or pull it closer to them. You know, are you comfortable giving up that paycheck that you've been getting every other week or every week for a long, long time? Where is that money going to come from? Just like I identified to Nelson, hey, what are your standard of living numbers? What is your mandatory spending numbers? Do you have enough money coming in there? And another question that, that people get get stuck on a lot is in their retirement plans. You're giving up free money because of your employer match. When you mm-hmm. retire, you're no longer going to be putting money into a 401k, and that employer isn't going to go, hey, Chris, I loved you for all these years. Let me just throw some cash your, your way, right? Well, that would be great. I, it, it would be great. Now, I understand you're going to do that with Bob, uh, you know, yeah. as the screener down the road. But, but you know, that's yeah, a surprise. Yeah, I see Bob going crazy in the, the studio right Universal touchdown now. symbol going on there. Right. Know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, are you in the re- right retirement house? Are your cars in good enough shape? Are you going to need to have a new car? Are you going to have to finance a new car down the road? These are lots of different questions. Well, health is you, here, too, right? I mean, is your health going to oh, hold yeah. on? How's your health? You know, lots of different non-money related type questions when it comes to retirement planning. One of the biggest questions that people have a hard time dealing with is is reducing the say the daily interact interactions with people, people that you work with. Uh, you know, pe- people that you see at the local Starbucks when you're driving into work or, or, or coming home or whatever. You don't usually stop there coming home, but you know what I mean. When, when you know, just you keep the, telling the, people that's a lot of money that you're spending every week, too. You can it is. To it's a lot of money when, you, when you're spending it on, on coffee. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. So, you know, when when you, you know, what what questions, what things like that are you going to be missing? Where are you going to get your entertainment? Your, you know, you, what what about physical activity? All different questions that you want to ask yourself, you and your spouse need to really talk about. And, and by the way, can you both hang out at home too? Uh, you know, lot, lots of questions there. As, as I wish well we could as, practice this, you know, for a year or so before we had to actually jump into it. You know, you can. It's just a lifestyle choice for a year, Chris. That's <laughs> yeah, all it is. Okay. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, that, that's exactly right. But you know, how do you plan to invest with no plan? What's the objective? What does your finish line actually look like? Are all of your investments tax efficient? When you when you go to retire, have you looked at the tax impact of pulling money out of your different investments? These are big, big questions. Uh, you know, wh- what about maintenance on your home? Are we in the right right house now? Are we going to rent in retirement for the first handful of years if we move? Or are we going to buy a place and then not like the the area that we're in? I see that happening all the time. I see people, you know, moving all across the country, back and forth, 
you know, that we always thought we wanted to live here, but we decided not to, and blah, 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 back and forth. So, so these are some big, big questions that sort of push and pull the retirement discussion back and forth. There's the grandkids also, right? There's the big grandkids scenario. My son's moved here. My daughter's moved here. So now I need to move to be close to them. And, you know, I see that all the time. And then a handful of years later, I also hear, well, they got a job change and they're moving across the country now. <laughs> I don't want to move across the country, but yeah. they are. So lots of lots of different things come up with all of this. And, you know, while you while it's more of an art, not a science, you can't pinpoint what's going to happen down the road with people. But you do have to ask these questions. And it's amazing when I sit down and I ask and I start doing financial planning with 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 clients that. You know, a lot of people, when they, when they haven't gone through the experience, they think it's about the dollars. And, yeah, the dollars play a part in that. But set that aside for a moment. A lot of it is about, you know, lifestyle, family values. Where do I want to be? How, how do I want to do things? You know, it's funny. You know, a lot of people say, oh, no, I got to get out of my hometown. I'm never going to be here again and blah, blah, blah. And they end up coming full circle and ending up living 20, 30 minutes from their, from their hometown in retirement sometimes. That's right. Kind of an interesting thing. I would like to really do a survey on that. So it's, it's, it's kind of you funny. You always hear so. in high school, I got to get out of this town. But you're right. Sometimes they show right back up and they're the mayor, right? So, yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. So, hey, give us a ring with uh, with any questions you may have today at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. you listen to Making Money Since I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494. Or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. Here's a quick tip for you. Remember, it's time in the market, not necessarily timing. Stay away from lots of buy-sell transactions. Find quality, buy it and hold it until the quality goes away or your investment objectives change. It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. If you'd like more information on proper investing, then go visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com or simply give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. You 
You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. If you'd like to talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio, that's 855-ROSE123. Larry. Sure, let's welcome Terry on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. How can I help you? Yeah, I'm calling to ask a question about when is a good time to, to talk about getting a trust versus just a will. Well, a, a trust is going to, well, first of all, when you're looking at doing your estate planning, beneficiary designations, how how accounts are titled, how assets are titled, you always want to take a look at the trust. So so here's the, the way the trust is going to work. First of all, a revocable living trust will avoid probate, and it's going to enable the owner of those assets or the donor of those assets into the trust to be able to say specifically, this is how I want things dispersed. Think of it like this in a very simple, simple term. You, and I have, you know, I don't know what your family situation is, but let me just lay it out here as, as an, a general example here, Terry. Let's suppose you have two children. <clears throat> Let's suppose that, that your spouse passes and then, then, it's, then it's you, and you have two children. One child is very responsible, very, very good, and the other child, nice person, but they're going to blow through all the money, all the assets. They're going to sell the home, the cars, and just you know, party it up and, and not be responsible. And you're just going, you know, I, I just don't want that to happen to that person. So maybe child one, you, you give them all the money right away. Maybe child two, you put that portion into a trust that will give that child money over time maybe interest earnings each year, maybe 5% of principal each year, whatever the case may be. So so the trust is going to enable you to really control how these heirs receive the dollars down the road. That's the primary objective of the trust in addition to avoiding probate charges. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I understand yeah. that. Yeah, so but, when you – go ahead. But you still um, – does it, it doesn't avoid them having to pay tax. No, does not avoid them having to pay tax at all, but, but by putting assets into a trust versus having them jointly owned with a non-spousal beneficiary, then you, then you can save taxes from a capital gain standpoint through what's called a stepped-up basis like that. If you like, I'll send you out some information on the basics in estate planning, and it talks about the different types of trust and, and wills and beneficiary forms and stuff like that. That would be great. Yep, let me put you on hold, and we'll send you out the basics in estate planning kit that I have. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Gene on the line from Vienna. Good morning, Gene. How are you? Okay, Larry, how are you? I'm doing well. How can I help you? Well, I appreciated uh, your introduction uh, uh, today, uh, today's program, uh, concerning sort of the volatility in the, volatility in the market. But I'm just trying to get my arms around what it seems to be uh, sort of an irrationality to it, um, given the fact that uh, the president, you know, from uh, his campaigns uh, through his, uh, you know, tendency now as the president uh, has indicated that he was going to be trying to deal with uh, tariff issues and trade, make it more fair. Uh, and, of course, for uh, months and months has been uh, actually attempting to apply those uh, those principles 
So it's been well known uh, for the market. And, of course, the Fed has been, uh, you know, signaling uh, very carefully uh, that they would be doing gradual rate increases, uh, you know, for the uh, federal funds rates, et cetera. And so it just is uh, kind of hard to understand why people who have invested in good firms, they've carefully picked their portfolio. They've got Microsoft, they've got Apple, they've got Amazon. Uh, that uh, if there's the slightest, um, you know, hint in the wind, that there's any um, exacerbation in any of those um, sort of exogenous factors, they're just going to sell like crazy. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Um, so, Gina, Gina, I have to jump in here real quick and say, well said. You're exactly correct. Well said. You know, the 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 buying and the selling, the up and down hasn't really made a lot of sense. You know, the the markets are disjointed right now, if you will. They're trading on headline news. They're buying the rumors and selling the news. And and when it, when an official makes a comment, they're going up and down and all around with all of that. So let's sort of break it down a real quick and take a look at <clears throat> at how the, the, the clouds are coming over the horizon, if you will. Um, but there's lots of rays of sunshine still. And when you see... Uh, when you hear a, a tariff talk, that's essentially a tax on a product, right? So, so that's going to slow down the purchasing of those products. You with me? Whoop, you still yeah, there, Gene? I, okay, I, sorry. Yep. So, so, so that's going to slow down the the purchase of that. Essentially, by the Fed on the other side raising interest rates, that slows down the economy as well. So, a tariff is actually doing part of the Fed's job. Then you take a look at when when you see the different reports that have been coming out lately. Um, some of them are showing, hey, this thing is the economy is still percolating and it's it's not hot, but it's it's still heating up and growing. The Fed's going to raise rates, but on the other hand, we're getting lots of reports that show maybe not necessarily so much anymore. So the Fed has softened its tone from the October meeting to just uh, just last week, I believe it was. When Jerome Powell said, you know, we're almost at neutral and going forward, rate hikes are going to be data dependent, which is wonderful. You know, the Fed wants to continue to stimulate growth, but stay ahead of the inflation curve at the same time. So maybe they take a pause in 2019 instead of raising three or four times. Maybe it's once or twice. Not really sure. But as long as they're saying, hey, this is data dependent going forward, the markets want to hear that. That's good. That's clarity of direction. Again, you take a look at trade. You take a look at the tariffs. You take a look at Brexit. These are all things that are going to come to pass in the coming months, sitting on top of a very strong and robust, growing and expanding economy. And then, and then with the wild swings going up and down, you have technical people in the market talking about, you know, moving averages and the death cross and and and, and a partially inverted two-year and five-year yield curve and things of that nature. While those signs in the past have pointed to more of a slowdown, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be. But just simply by definition, when the, when the Fed raises interest rates, the the dollar strengthens on the world stage. So. That's going to slow down globally around the world. So there is a global slowdown. When you take a look at the S&P 500 corporations, 44% of their earnings comes from overseas. And if and if Europe is slowing or, or, or somewhere else around the world is slowing, you may be thinking about it. Hey, our, our well-diversified, large-cap companies, some of that you mentioned, 
get 44% roughly of their earnings from overseas. So that's going to naturally slow down corporate earnings. And when you see corporate earnings slow down, people are taking that and going, wow, you know, we just had three back-to-back quarters of 20-plus percent growth. And next year we're going to get 9 or 10 Hey, we're still growing very handsomely, very substantially, but just not at the same pace. Does that make sense? So those are a lot of the things that that you're hearing in the markets, and the markets are trading on all of that. Keep in mind, last year the S&P did 19%. This year to date, through yesterday's close, it's down one and a half. So with all this volatility and all this stuff, it's really not that bad of a story, Correct. Right. Well, I mean, in our individual portfolios, we've seen, you know, a 10 percent drop uh, if you've not been able to move to some kind of uh, safer uh, venue. But um, yeah, you've seen. Yeah, you've seen a 10 percent drop from the market highs in September this year. Right. Okay. And and okay. well, what what does that mean, though? Does, Does that so so when when someone says that to me, that tells me that every year in the past, you know, 15 years that the markets reached a peak. You would have sold out in order to not lose that peak because the market ebbs and flows. It goes up and down on an ascending scale upwards over time, right? So we can't keep focusing on what the peak was to where it's being flat right now or else every time it peaks, you would have wanted to sell out. That, and that creates a nightmare. You, you, you can't do that. Gene, I want to continue this discussion here. I'm getting music in my ears. I've got to close down the show. I also have callers online uh, from around the country and stuff. So let me, let me just keep you all on, on hold real quick, and I'll stay in studio and continue answering your, your questions. Let me put you back on hold here, Gene, just one second. Appreciate everybody listening. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Check it all out. Hey, we're going to be announcing our upcoming seminars in 2019. We're going to be rolling them all out January through through May. Lots of education on what's happened in the markets, the economy, the new taxes, all kinds of fun stuff that we'll be talking about. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Saturday with another session of your Making Money Sense. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.